What you about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. good time okay what's up everybody i'm back i'm so sorry for everybody that sent the thousands of emails and the millions of instagram posts wondering where this podcast has been for the last week but if you listen to the last one you could tell that i was sick as a dog and i didn't quite live up to my man brayden he uh he killed it on that podcast but i kind of suck so i'm sorry brayden you did great anyway i got a really cool guest today i'm excited for this one um it kind of just popped up. I, I'm, he's been on my list for a while, but we were just talking yesterday. I was like, hey, let's podcast. Uh, so he is a public speaker. He's doing some really great things in the community with what he does for his work. He's consistently posting great shit. So without further ado, Mr. Josh Posley. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, excited for this, too. I think you're going to lay some nods on everybody. Um, I mean, we, the first time we met was um, at the JW. And uh, that was I'm huge. sure one of our mutual, you know, role models, Dave Meltzer, was in for sure. And that was that was really cool. It was yeah. wild to see him. Like I can tell that his productivity level, just in the way that he was handling himself, mm-hmm. is on another level for sure. And then you could sense how genuine he was in the things that he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a life changing day. That was a that was a life changing day. I still have the notes. I still remember that was February 28th. <laughs> I still have the notes written out. So. Man, he he gave us a lot of knowledge, but um, I think the the biggest knowledge that he gave us that day, well, for me at least, it was it was to see how realistic it was. I think I got most of my knowledge from him just throughout the videos and things. Mm-hmm. But then as we were talking to him, it was just regular conversation. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I can do this. Like yeah. I, I can be on that level. And I asked him a question. I said, you know, you always talk about placing value or you know giving value, offering your value to other people. And I said, you know, when you get to a level that you have. When you built your value up, then what do you do? He said, well, I don't have any more value than you do. I'm just aware of it. And I was like, you know what? From then on out, I've been in, like, execution mode. That's a good take home. For, so for I sure. think uh, one of the biggest things that I learned from him was, like, you are more than what you have and do. Like, it, what you give is really more of what you are. And Absolutely. That, that really stuck home with me. And that day was a life-changing day for me because of, you know, meeting him. He was, like, one of my favorite people. And at the time, I was I was just consuming everything that he would put out. I was drinking me up. I was going that shit up. Me too. I had him on post notifications, like, yeah. from, like, story ads, lives, videos, everything. Great yeah. guy. And uh, then my friend that was with me, Jordan, mm-hmm. Dr. Jordan Burns, um, you, you know him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I met with him a couple of times. Another brilliant guy. Yeah, I like him a lot. Well, we've become really good friends. Yeah. yeah. But that day, he uh, somehow he got hooked up with like a Tesla Model X for the day. And so we were just driving around. And I did that was that. also a life-changing experience. Uh-huh. Let me tell you, that shit is so fun. Man. So I actually saw, so I remember when we exchanged social media information afterwards. So I saw, I'm like, man, these guys went straight to the Tesla. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. But but yeah, that was dope. I'm glad I, I'm glad I met y'all. Um, and it's just being in circles like that mm-hmm. that have just even life changing still. Like that was eight almost nine months ago, and we're here talking now. That was back in February, and I've met with Jordan a couple of times. We've uh, stayed in contact through social media, just like me and you have stayed in contact. Mm-hmm. He's another guy that posts constant content of knowledge and just awareness, align the spines and minds. Yeah. So yeah, he does a lot. Of, does a lot of stuff. I'm glad I met both of y'all. Yeah, right on, man. 
So, I mean, I don't want to talk all this time about Dave Meltzer because, like, okay. he's great, but yeah. no, he's not going to be on this podcast for at least another year or so. Right. <laughs> but uh, I want to hear more about you. So, okay. you know, where are you from? What do you, how'd you grow up? What, what was life like for you? Okay. So I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, born and raised here. I went to Warren Central High School. I was a huge football guy. So most of the people that know me from around the city now know me as a potential football. I had a great football career. I was uh, blessed to be an all-state athlete and um, highly recruited Division One athlete. I ended up going to University of Cincinnati, played there for two and a half years, had a great career. I was a true freshman there. Uh, went on to Ball State University. Uh, my last two years had a coaching change mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. Um, so, yeah, came back to Indiana, played there, played there. But uh, going to childhood, um, I, I had a really, really good upbringing. I had a different – it was different. I, I'm, I'm throw this out there. I don't really tell this to a lot of people because I dislike a lot of stereotypes and people categorize sometimes. But my father's a pastor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people through the the PK out there, oh, you shouldn't do this or or you, your dad whoops you for everything or you can't listen to rap music or you can't cuss, you can't drink. I'm like, man, I'm a regular guy. My dad is a regular guy. My dad is my biggest role model. and He's not one of those pastors. You're going to hell if you do this and you can't do it. My dad is literally a regular guy. Like if you if you met my dad, you would just vibe with him perfectly. Smooth guy. I mean, of course, he's about his business and a little strict, but. He's not only, I mean, even if he wasn't my my father, he would be one of my best friends. Like, not, that has nothing to do with religion or anything like right. that. Yeah, it's so, good to have. For, for sure. Up, like, te- somebody teaches some wisdom, but also be just, like, a, a good dude. Right, right. He's, I'm, I'm telling you, just, just an all-around good guy. Like, if you if you met him, you probably would never know that he was a pastor. He's just, like, mm-hmm. not feeding to, like, the stereotypical, hey, you're going to hell. Why are you wearing that? Shame on you. Mm-hmm. Or just all the judgmental things. So, so yeah, uh, had a pr- pretty good upbringing. My parents really uh, instilled the education piece into it. My uh, mom, she has a couple of high level degrees. My dad, he actually has you know a master's PhD as right. well. He's a he's an author. But um, but yeah, so so right. growing up, it was really it was uh, I had a good upbringing. This is Great. making a lot of sense now. I now that I know this, it makes a lot of sense. So and and to be honest, I actually wasn't even on that that path, meaning of just of knowledge and awareness of all mm-hmm. this. My life has changed tremendously in the last two years in a way that I can't even articulate. I can just show. But um, I feel like that's pretty normal, though. I feel like most people, whenever they're in their teens and early twenties, don't really know that oh, they need to for work sure. on that kind of stuff. For sure. Uh, I just just a quick shout out to. Guy named Anthony Murdoch, A Murdoch the second. Um, his past, I mean, his Instagram is A Murdoch underscore second. He's one of the most knowledgeable guys I've ever met in my life. He's only twenty three. Hmm. Like, I mean, compare him to any fifty or sixty year old type of knowledge. And I was just thinking, like, man, I wasn't thinking that at all yeah. when I was twenty two and twenty one. And like getting onto the education piece, I was going. You know, people go to college to get a good job. My job that I wanted was to play in the NFL, so mm-hmm. that's where that's what got all of my time and attention. So I didn't really put the same amount of effort in the classroom until later on. And then once I got out of college, it was like, okay, now I need to be a student of, of all things of of success. I read the book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. He said a principle that kind of changed my life. Uh, he said that the person that you want to be is learnable and attainable. So then I I put these two quotes together. 
So since I since I'm aware that the person that I want to be is learnable mm-hmm. and it's attainable, nothing is un- unachievable. Since I know that it's learnable and, and attainable, then I need to ask myself, what am I doing to be able to learn how to become the person I want to become and be able to attain the skills, you know, to mm-hmm. become that person I need to become. So then I remember my marketing teacher at Ball State said, well, okay, if there's ever something that you have not achieved yet, it's two things. Number one, there has to be a smarter way to go about it. And number two, there's something that you don't know. So then I'm like, okay, now my whole life is all about being a student. Like mm-hmm. since, I, since I'm aware that it's learnable and attainable. Yeah. Well, now, you're, I mean, you're I also it? you're also a teacher. Like I see you I, every night. You're hopping on Instagram, doing lives, and you're talking yeah. to people. You're just preaching the good word, yeah. and people engage with you. Like they, they get on there and they talk to you, and they they appreciate what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They they do, and that's 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 been a, a definitely a humbling experience because, like I said, the first part of learning is some something is to be aware that you're ignorant, mm-hmm. or to be aware that you don't know something. So then that's the hard part, right? Man, for sure. And the more knowledge I get, the more you realize what <laughs> you don't know. So that just being confident and it's been a definitely a humbling experience for people like older than me and just just people to place value to what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to okay, I don't, I feel like I don't know anything to learn in the piece to me being vulnerable to spread that and then people to come to you for the knowledge, like, okay, I don't know everything, but I, at least I can be transparent and tell you what I do know and what's worked for me, and I'm in the process of learning more. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely been a great experience, man. It's yeah. life-changing. How, how old are you? So I'm, I just turned 26 last week. 26, all right. Yes. Happy, oh, yeah, it was a uh, happy birthday. You Thank missed our uh, 5K. We had the 5K the same day you had your little birthday party. Yes, you did. Yes, yeah. I saw that. I saw... Oh, uh, man, I'm glad that is over. I saw Jordan with the... Uh, the Forrest Gump. Yes, yeah. the Forrest Gump. Yep. And he cut his beard. Yeah, he did. It's crazy. Just went with straight mustache. Right. Yeah, that's a funny story for another day. But, um, yeah, we had a good time, but I'm glad. You had a good birthday, though? I did. I had, I had a great birthday. I went up to, so sometimes I can be real spontaneous. So my birthday was on a Tuesday. I So Monday night I was just on my way home. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Lake Michigan. <laughs> and I I went home. This had to be like nine or ten o'clock. I went home, packed my bags, went up to Benton Harbor, Michigan, stayed with my friend for that night. Woke up and was just out on the water by myself. Literally, the whole beach was just out there by myself, just relaxing and That's bringing in my twenty. It really great, is, man. man. I'm telling you. Like I brought in my twenty sixth birthday, just reflecting because I promise you, twenty five was my greatest year ever. Like by far, mm-hmm. twenty five was my greatest year ever. But I don't want it to stop there. So twenty six would be better, so on and so forth. So let me just reflect before I mm-hmm. go into. You now I'm in visionary mode, just being thankful. Okay, now nah, it's back to grind mode. That's great. Man. Let, let's let's get twenty six together. One of my favorite quotes you just mentioned, reflection is reflection is the time that allows your growth to catch up with you. That's a di- I need to write that down. Say it, <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Reflection mm-hmm. is the time needed for your growth to catch up with you. Yo, that's a huge thing. That builds the balance. Yeah. That's huge. Like my, myself, I get kind of guilty of like just going, going, going and never like stopping to reflect mm-hmm. and appreciate things. Um, not that I'm not like an appreciative person, but mm-hmm. I just don't think about stopping and taking a minute. And sure. whenever I do, man, it's just like it's it really is life changing. That reflection allows 
like I said, the growth to catch up with me as a human. Absolutely. That literally happened to me this morning. <clears throat> it's crazy that you say that. Um, I got a couple big opportunities that, that are coming my way that were presented to me yesterday mm-hmm. that I was just like, okay. In the moment, I was just like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, we can talk further about it. Yes, you know, I'm willing to hear hear more about it. And now I speak so much positivity into my life and so many affirmations to where you know, I, I expect it now, but then I'm always appreciative. So I got to the point this morning and I stopped. I'm not on my phone my first like hour of the day at least. And I was just saying my affirmations and things and just I would tell myself what I want to be, things I want to flow to me and through me. And I just got to thinking like, man, just just to reflect, like, man, I'm so thankful for where I'm at. I just had to just really, that that just sense of self-awareness is just just another level. So I read a snap a picture. <laughs> have, have to. If you didn't snap happen. a picture, it didn't really happen. Yep, actually, that's a terrible one. We're going to do that okay. one more time. Okay. Perfect. I should have grabbed the mic act like I was singing or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why didn't you? Let's well, do it. No, nah, it's too late. All right, we can't be putting off any more podcast time. Um, so where? How do you think that works? So you talk about like speaking positivity in your life, mm-hmm. things coming through you and to you and through you. Mm-hmm. How do you think that works? I think it's all about conditioning the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to God. I don't know if you know David Gibson or not. Yeah, um, he's so having an event tonight, right? He is having an event yeah. tonight. I, I will be there. Nice. Um, so, uh, so along with that, he said in a, in a video that you become the conversations that you have. Um, and then he also said, he also Ooh, talks I about like uh, combating the limited belief systems and conditioned fears. So I'm like, okay, what is a conditioned fears? And, and how to, and a belief system is something that has just comes over time. Mm-hmm. So, so all that to say, it's really about conditioning the mind to think a certain way. Um, I read in the book, The Biology of Empowerment, that humans think on average about 70,000 thoughts a day, and about 80% of them are the same thoughts that they thought the day before. And most of those thoughts that you thought the day before are in the subconscious. But how do I build the subconscious? So I do that by totally conditioning my mind with my affirmations and things like that. So since I'm aware that I become the conversations that I have, and since people don't really realize the impact that other conversations influence them, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, how about I add another conversation between me and me? Since I know that I'm in a constant competition between me and me to progress and grow, how about I add another conversation? You know, uh, me, you can have the best conversation in the world, but what I tell myself and what you tell yourself is going to hold crazy weight more than what I could tell you. Mm-hmm. So how about I build myself up? And from there, it's just... Um, taking my growth to another level, taking my progression to another level, just conditioning my mind. Because it's hard to, if I told you, hey, like, how do you build your subconscious mind? That's a hefty question. But <laughs> yeah. it's a constant process. And well, I, I, like I it's think different. there might be a one-word answer. I think repetition. Repetition, for sure. Repetition, and that's why I have my, that's why I say my affirmations continuously. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I if I say my affirmations, the way I go about it is I, um, I say say my different things, but I say them repeatedly. I'll, I'll say it at least three to four times. Mm-hmm. But not only that, I think about what that looks like. Right. So, 
So yeah, the the different things. So one thing I, I tell myself, I, I want to have the sharpest mind possible. So I tell myself one of the affirmations I have about seven that I created on my own that I'm 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 smart, I'm innovative, I'm brilliant, I'm a genius. So as I say those things, I visualize what that looks like. So I have like a clear mental picture what that looks like, and then when I set my intentions for the day, and the first things first, I have my affirmations in my head. Then from there on out, this is the path that I'm going on. I have my vision at the end of the day. I have what it looks like, and I know that I'm a purpose-driven person. Mm-hmm. So all of that is going to fall in line. Yeah, so I'm glad you said purpose. So my, my first affirmation, I got my book right here. Okay. <laughs> but my first affirmation is I am destined and determined to live by purpose and design. Whew. Say that again. I want to hear that again. <clears throat> I'm destined and determined to live by purpose and design. And I'm sorry. I t- so here I am saying my first affirmation wrong. Dedicated yeah. and determined to live by purpose and design. Yo, it's crazy that you say that because my most recent thing that I added to my list of affirmations is my purpose statement. My purpose statement is who I am, what I do, and where I'm going. Uh, Anthony Murdoch, I was saying before, he helped mm-hmm. me along the path to get a clear, concise statement. Mm-hmm. Who I am, what I do, and where I'm going. So, who I am. I'm a purpose-driven, empowering thought leader. So, you know, what some people say, are you a motivational speaker? Are you a, I'm a purpose-driven, empowering thought leader. Yeah. So, where I'm going, uh, what do I do? I uplift, I inspire, and I empower others to learn more, do more, and ultimately become more. And then, um, like I said, I'm a religious guy, so that where I'm going piece of it is my favorite scripture. I think you follow my other page, Abundantly yeah. Above. So where that came from, Abundantly Above, is scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, and God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what I can ask or think, according to the power that worketh within me. So like if I analyze that, think about the things that I can ask or think. I, if I just said I'm innovative, I'm a genius, I can think of a lot of things. But like if I build the power that worketh within me, it's possible to do exceedingly abundantly above that, mm-hmm. you know, if I build that power. So where am I going? I'm I'm going to be the example of that abundant life that God can give us once we build the power that worketh within us. So said that to say that's part of the things I say every day. So I say I'm a purpose driven, empowering thought leader. So So I, like let's let's unpack affirmations a little bit. I think probably half of the people here are like, yeah, I either have affirmations or I've done them before mm-hmm. and I believe that they're a thing and then there's the other half that is like, all right, this is some la di da bullshit. What mm-hmm. what do you say to that and how can you like have there been any examples in your life where things have just started to become who you are through the practice of affirmations? For sure. Uh when I read the book The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind he talks about, basically, he translates someone's quote-unquote money blueprint, and I took that as a big metaphor. Metaphor, Excuse me. A money blueprint is basically what people perceive about money. Mm-hmm. Anything as associated with money, why people are prosper- uh, have prosperity, why people aren't prosperous, why people are usually stay broke and things like that. But if you think about it, that's just one area. I can take that same mindset um into my life. So anything that I've experienced, anything that I have in my mind, my subconscious mind has been built up of the things that have caught my attention, the things that have influenced me, and the things that I've learned, whether that's purposeful, I mean, whether it was taught to me or whether it was inadvertent, it was taught to me in some sort of way. I can only do the things that I know and how I know something if if I'm Mm -hmm. taught that. So 
um, I would say that affirmations are definitely a huge thing. It's definitely a true thing because it shows you, it shows you the things that you can put in your mind and and really manifest. So since I've know these other things have placed, have caught my attention and they have influenced me, how can I control that? You know, seeing that I'm not influenced on everything else is negative. How how about I dictate the things that place my attention to? Um, also, in that book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, he talks about the three-part quote that where attention goes, energy flows, and Amen. results show. So where attention goes, energy flows, and results show. Mm-hmm. So if I focus my attention on those things, on my affirmations, that long this is things, so my attention is going to go to it, and my energy is going to go to those things that I place my mind on. Yep. And the results can only come from that. Yeah. If I place my attention on, I'm only solely focused on prosperity. I'm not gonna say everything is gonna go directly in line, but I can tell you I at least have a guide for mm-hmm. it. And me working on the process of getting everything aligned is the constant process, like like you said, mm-hmm. is being consistent. It's the repetition. It's conditioning my mind over a course of time. Yep. So that's a that's and a constant works process. The other way too. So like if you are, you know, constantly having struggles, you should really look at what for you're sure. putting into your brain. For sure, that's that. That's a fact. So I always do that like in reverse. So since I'm aware that where my attention goes, my energy flows, and my results show. If I come to a point in my life when I know something needs to change, and I know I'm now looking at these results, and I want to change it, how do I go back to change it? Focus on what I put my energy to. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do I know what my put what I put my energy to? I focus on what I place my attention on. That's why I talk about the importance of managing your mental diet because I can't just place my focus on all these other things. I can't let these things influence me. I only have so much time. I only have so much mental energy. I only have so much energy as a person. So mm-hmm. I have to use that in a purposeful and an intentional way. So, so yeah. I think another one, another word that, or phrase that I like to use or have heard said plenty of times is mm-hmm. what you measure gets improved. So basically, that's the same thing. So you're mm. you're paying attention, you're measuring, for sure, and then you improve it. But if you don't measure it, you can't improve it because you won't be thinking about it. That's yo. That's a. So, for those of you that who don't know who I am, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, jposley underscore. I always have my inspire and empower tweets. I always put that on my Instagram, the same name, jposley underscore. But I'm gonna tweet that. I need <laughs> to put that. So you said what you measure improves. You yeah. Yeah, what you so, I mean, plenty of people have said that. Uh, Ed Milet says that all the time. But I'm going to quote you on it. <laughs> I don't know about that. But yeah, sure. Blow me up, man. Hey, Get so my much. Twitter game up. I think I got like, I think I just crossed 100 followers. I got 100? back on the Twitter game. Yeah, dude, I used to run like big Twitter accounts. That's kind of how I learned mm-hmm. social media was Twitter, like okay. back in the day. And then Twitter just became a cesspool. Like probably four or five years ago, it was just trash. It really and is. so everybody went over to Instagram. Game. So it was before it was even the troll game. It was just like garbage. It was all links, like businesses sending out links to drive traffic. Right. That's all it was. No conversations, not even shit talking. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like a cesspool of like people shitting on each other. It really is. But, I mean, I prefer that to Instagram now because Instagram's like all like not real it's like the highlight reel, whereas like you can't fake a Twitter, a good Twitter account. You really can't because those are like real thoughts. You really, you really can't. You really can't. This is a side note. I can't remember who the guy is. Some guy that's 
Instagram famous for like making skits and things like that. He said at one point he had 2.7 million followers and um, he was broke. He said he didn't have any money. He said he worked part-time at a shoe store and was basically living out of his car while he was making these videos and things like that. And it just shows like people really, people get so caught up in Instagram and the pictures and what it looks like, but little do you know, like you never really know what somebody has going on. And, and like you said, that's the total difference between Twitter. Now, I'm not... I'm not seeing what you like the pictures that you post. Yeah, you can post pictures, but now I get to see what's on your mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are two totally. Now I get to see what's on your mind. I like that. Right. Yeah, it's a, that's pretty. That's exactly what it is. And I think uh, just being in the Instagram game, like heavy, just because like our business runs on Instagram, mm-hmm. like hundreds of hours spent on Instagram, and like I just at some point I just became, you know, I see it for what it is, and you know, I don't hate it, I don't love it. It's just like a thing that I have to do, but like on my personal, I I never never really get on there. See, and I'm I'm kind of the same way now. Um, I saw somebody they they kind of switched up, they kind of switched up their perspective of why they use their Instagram. Now they this guy and his wife are Instagram famous, um, but Instagram famous for actually doing productive things. They're entrepreneurs. Right. So she was saying his wife was saying that. You know, Instagram is now making more and more money off of the ads and off of, you know, playing off of the way and the reasons people use their social media. So why don't we do this to build our own brand? Like, Instagram has turned into a business to push other businesses. Mm -hmm. Why don't we use our platform while we can, while they're using business to build our business? I'm like, okay, I I feel it. So let let me put my content out. Let me be intentional and purposeful. And I've, I mean, anybody who's a progressive person has found themselves needing to cut back on their Instagram or their yep. social media. So I post that, you know, if I find myself, I'm just scrolling just to scroll, like, okay, time to yeah. get off, let me do something. It's good whenever you can catch yourself. Yeah. And now more and more, so like I said, I, I don't really enjoy being on my phone that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm a right. young millennial. Yeah, so, we all, I mean, yeah. we all live on our damn phones, but. right. So I just want to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm working on limiting how much I'm on my phone. Like I said, part of this was buying other Apple products to get me to put that down. But, but yeah. So you just got a MacBook. I did. What's the process been like learning it? Man, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know if I need to go to the Apple store or what, because the purpose of me getting this MacBook was to get all of my information Easily on here, help me be on my phone list, and I don't know. I don't want to bash Apple or anything, but it's, it hasn't been as smooth as, as I thought it would be. So I'm, I'm like, let me you. get the MacBook expert, <laughs> Mister Jeremy, to to teach me. Man, I'm telling you, whenever you get used to it, it's just so much faster. Everything's just about twenty percent faster, mm-hmm. and it makes your life a lot better. See, and that's my purpose for getting it. I need to talk. It to takes you. a while to learn, though. See, and, okay, I'm just going to listen to you, the expert. Far from an expert. I probably only know how to do about 25% of the stuff I can do on this thing, but. That's more than than what I've been doing. Yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. I have to. (laughs) Because, like, I mean, if not, it it defeats the purpose, but, 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 yeah. So, I want to hear a little bit more about, so you started a new role. I did. Yeah, with, you said, Go Consulting? Yes, 
I'm excited to talk about this. This sounds mm-hmm. like a awesome thing that you're doing. It's huge. So yes, I have a new role. I'm the program facilitator um, for Go Consulting. What I do specifically, um, I'm contracted through Go Consulting, but I run a program called the Power Huddle. The Power Huddle is a two week course. It it works for uh, younger adults ages 16 through 24 to get them job ready. So it's partner with Yes Indy. Yes Indy stands for Youth Employment Services. And then Employee Indy just working to lower the unemployment rate to get more people jobs and things like that. So basically what I do, I teach a class. Like this week we've talked about different things such as self-advocacy, discipline, uh, motivation, just awareness, understanding your strengths and your weaknesses, understanding what makes you unique, understanding your pathways, what your bucket list things are, what's the point of um, focusing on your career, what is a career path, like getting a job, creating the income, and creating a successful career. You know, a lot of times, you know, people just are unaware of these things. They're, they're not taught these things. They're, they're ignorant to it. And so the people that, that I work with are more so um, – they need more more opportunities than, than others. I'll, I'll say that mm-hmm. um, most of them don't have jobs or probably did not get a degree or they're, they're not in college. Or some of them, like I had one of the guys, he dropped out of school because of some major life situations he had going on. So it's just fulfilling to see the impact I'm making. Like I was talking to the guy yesterday about the importance of being consistent with your discipline and being disciplined with your consistency. And Say that again. Be consistent with your discipline and discipline with your consistency. Love that so much. Yeah. I'm writing that down. That's that's huge. That is my goal for the rest of the the rest of the year. That's my goal for and the rest of my life. The re- <laughs> see, the the rest of my life. And the reason why I had that thought is because I had to learn the importance of my discipline over my motivation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my discipline over my motivation. I had uh, my inspire and empower video that I just uploaded yesterday. It's episode twenty six. It's called uh, discipline over motivation. Basically, what that means is a lot of people just rely on their motivation to get things done. But what happens when you're not motivated to do something? You don't like, do shit. You, nothing at all. Like, <laughs> like you I'll know, feel better tomorrow, so I'll do it then. Right, and then tomorrow never comes. Yeah. So, like, you, as you know, you run an indie fit mag. You, you do a lot with, you know, the body and the wellness and things like that. Mm-hmm. You no, know, people are not disciplined w- with that at all. And I don't know a person alive who's a progressive thinking person who hasn't had to focus on their discipline and consistency. I'm not the most disciplined person, but I'm aware of it. And that's one thing, like you said, the constant progression of me, of me getting there. So focusing on my discipline when I'm not motivated to do it, that goes into the consistency of it. Like being consistent with my discipline. It feels good too. Like whenever you, like for instance, like whenever you have an opportunity to do something that sounds just awesome, but it's not what you're supposed to be doing, and you say no, damn, that feels good. It does feel good. It, it does feel good. And I've one thing that I can honestly say, I can attest to. Uh, part of my affirmations is talking about how disciplined I am and how Same. consistent I am. And that, that one's not working for me quite yet. <laughs> I might look, have a longer gestation period. But you're aware of it, and you're progressing, whether you're progressing at your rate or not, at the rate that you want or not. I go in weird, so I guess discipline's not as hard for me as consistency. I get really bored really quick. See, and that's that's one thing 
that I was on before I got on the path, the path that I was doing, I wasn't doing anything that I felt so fulfilled to do. Mm-hmm. Like, like for example, I, I mean, I don't mind saying this. The job that I had before, um, I was working at um, a big company, a big pharmaceutical company here, and I just wasn't that motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm a disciplined person because I believe the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So since I know I'm disciplined in these other areas, I can be disciplined with my job, but I don't want to do it. Right. So it's is it because it's, I'm just not that interested in it, or I really have to address you know why that is. Mm-hmm. Since I know, first I always say this that the principles are universal. Like I said at the beginning, since I know that the person I want to become is vulnerable and attainable, now that I'm aware of it, aware of it, how can I learn how to combat mm-hmm. this? How can I learn how to address this? When we really think and meditate on the fact that like everything is like you just said, everything exists on principles. For sure. And if you does. abide by those principles, every single one of them, you literally do whatever you want. I promise you, my life has become so The hard part though is always living by those disciplines and Dave Meltzer talks about zeroing out. Right. I I believe that is real. Cause like That's, I can I can go eighty percent of my days and do everything exactly right, but those twenty percent fuck the whole month up. That is so true, and that's why, like you said before, this is so huge to make it repetition mm-hmm. to do it continuously. Since that's that's literally the reason why I said that life is a constant competition between you and you. That's that's the definition of that. Life is a constant competition between me and me because. When I come to the crossroads and I need to make a decision like... I'm going to get up a little bit closer okay. to the mic. Sorry. No, you're fine. So when I'm aware that I need to make a decision, when I need to make a decision, it's like, okay, do I really want to do this or do I not? Or, you know, I know this will be the discipline piece to it, but, I mean, maybe I can get away with doing this. And what really convicted me was, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correct. His name is Jocko Willink. Yeah. That's what his name is. He said that you can think of any excuse not to do what you're supposed to do, but make make it non-negotiable. I'm, I have this goal, and it's non-negotiable. And just like I said to my power huddle group um, yesterday, I said your goals have to be bigger than any excuse that you can give yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's something that anybody can use. You know, I'm saying this to get them job ready, but even with me, like in the split time decision that I need to, okay, do I want to do this or do I not? Which is bigger, your goals or the excuse that you can give yourself? And then going next step from that is thinking that, um, so I have to get this quote correct. I have to get this quote correct. Oh, duh, I'm tripping. So, <laughs> so, so since my goals are bigger than any excuse that I can give myself, I have to keep the most important thing the most important thing. Okay. So it's all about the prioritizing. But like I said, I wish we could be on here for like five hours because I could literally talk about this. Yeah, I mean, day. so, I mean, I've told this to many people. Like, I'm not just having people on that I want to have on one time. Mm-hmm. Like, I want people that listen to my show to get to know you and that doesn't happen in one hour hour and a half right. sit down you know so i mean we'll do this a few times man so don't yeah. worry about it. you don't have to get everything out right now save some for next time i will i'll say some but i uh i have one one thing actually two things that kind of were life-changing for me mm-hmm. that i think might be helpful for people and uh 
a few years ago, I don't even have any idea where I picked it up, but somebody mentioned that Oprah talks about her halo moments, and this is a chance to build discipline. It's building the ability to see whenever you're at a point in the day. So you see a piece of trash on the ground. That's a halo moment. You get, you get the opportunity to do the right thing. You pick it up or you just keep walking. That's but you huge. start to notice those moments more and more and more. And then, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I'm like, ah, I don't want to do this. And then I do it. Or like I'll pretend I didn't see a shopping cart sitting in the middle of the parking lot. And then I got to get back out of my car. I got to put it away. Like, I don't let myself lose at the halo moments. And that is something huge for the development of discipline. That's huge. That's that's huge. And I started smiling when you were talking because I was just thinking, I don't know what made me start to do this. But uh, when I was younger, I just used to start, like, picking up trash. Like, I mean, if I see it anywhere, like, just Mm -hmm. to do it. And I don't mean just like around the city. I mean like around the house. Yeah, yeah, like, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah, like around the house. I wasn't yeah, like Josh just in the ditch, just picking up trash every <laughs> right. weekend. Yeah, I'm just not because he feels like right, it. I'm not doing volunteer <laughs> community service yeah. like that. But um, but yeah, just just doing doing the little things like that. So and one thing, another thing that got me in the process of doing that, I'm going to tie it all together, is like a simple thing like making my bed. Mm-hmm. So making my bed every day, regardless of how I feel, just doing it because I know it's going to build discipline in another area. That sparked a slew of discipline things. So now when I'm in the position to do different things like that or, you know, like you said, did I see this shopping cart or, okay, can I help this person do this? Now it's like, okay, I'm already in the routine of doing that. Mm-hmm. So and the shit gets annoying sometimes because sometimes it, I'll be out at Kroger and there's does. like six shopping carts spread out. I'm like, damn it. I can't see it and not fix right. it. I do that all the time. I do that all the time. And I, I do a lot with, I do a lot of like, you know, helping the homeless. I do different things. If I see someone, I feel like they're in need, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, give them some money to do the things I can help. But a couple of weeks ago, I was driving somewhere in Castleton and I saw a guy. Um, he didn't look like he was homeless, <clears throat> excuse me, but he was like in the middle of the intersection and he had a gas can. You could tell that, like, he needed help. I, I'm mm-hmm. making an assumption that he needed help, you know, getting gas. He was he had ran out of gas. And I was thinking, okay, do I have any cash on me? I usually don't carry cash. Right. I'm like, let me see if I have any. I, I can give it to him. And I was like, no, I don't have it. Have any. And I was on my way to, to church, and I was thinking, okay, well, like, I hope somebody can help him mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm really in the middle of doing what I'm doing. Uh, and then I thought of the thought, I hope that somebody can help him. Like, all right, let me turn around. Here I am. Yeah. Like, I turned around because I can't bank on the fact that somebody else is going to mm-hmm. capitalize on their halo moment. Mm-hmm. So I can do the most I can with what I have. Turned around, um, filled this gas tank. And I'm not even saying that to like brag. It's just like, like you said, you, I can't pass up those opportunities. I couldn't have gone about my day like. Yeah, it would have bu- bugged you the whole day. It would have. It, yep. it just wouldn't have sat well with me because he could have been there the rest of the day and people could be thinking the same thing. Okay, I hope somebody else uses their halo moment. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I'm. I, I need to. So that's two things that I'm taking from you. <laughs> two things. Well, here's the third. So there are days where I just don't feel like doing anything. Like I wear. I'm notorious for going too fucking ham and then wearing myself out and needing mm-hmm. like two days to recover. Mm-hmm. And so one one little exercise, brain exercise that I picked up, I think I got it on Quora, is if you need to do something, but you don't feel like doing it, 
sit there and imagine, okay, if I were to do this, what's the first thing that I would do? And then what would I do? And then all of a sudden you're like ready to go. You're in that mindset and you do it. Yeah. It gets your pathway ready to get it done. Yeah, exactly. The, yes, the brain pathways. That's what you're talking about, right? Yes. Yep. So that's that's huge. The, what, what I do in the situations like that, since I'm such a deep thinker and I'm a sharp thinker, I can think my way into it or out of any situation. I can reason with mm-hmm. anything, I mean, in my favor. So in order for me not to do that, before I even put more thought into it, I'm like, okay, I don't want to do it. I've, I've gotten to the routine of if I don't want to do something, I get up and do it right mm-hmm. now. Like, like it doesn't matter what it is. Like, I, I started it in the gym. Or if I think, okay, she wants me to do these. I don't feel like, okay, nah, I'm, I'm doing these cross right now. Mm-hmm. So now whatever it is, I just get up and do it right now. And it's not always easy. It's, oh, I mean, sometimes I'll get annoyed by myself because now I have to do it. Yeah. But then I wouldn't. And I imagine right. sometimes you do fail. For sure, for sure, I'll do it. Yes, more times than not, I I do it. Um, yeah, there there does come some times, just like working out, like when I'm you know busier than than I thought. That mm-hmm. I thought I wouldn't like. Okay, now I don't feel like doing that. Then I have to try to like think of which is it. Is it better for me to okay? Yes, it is midnight. Maybe you should get some rest. Or mm-hmm. okay, are you using that as an excuse? Yep. So that's the tough line to to realize whenever you're trying to make a decision. It's like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Is this good for me or is it bad for me? With right. the little devil on your shoulder saying, "You don't need to do that. You need to sleep. You need See, to do this." And that's that's the hard medium to find. That's mm-hmm. the hard medium to find. But um, like you said, it's the repetition of the thought process. So I can, like I was saying before about building the subconscious. About making those continuous decisions, like you said, it's all about the repetition of those decisions to form me into the person that I want to be and the way I want to think. So it's just it's just a constant process. Like, cause I'm only 26, so mm-hmm. I have a long way to go, and I'll probably right. still not. I I'll probably I will be progressing at this when I'm 96 and 106 if I live that long, <laughs> or 186 if I live. No, I don't want to live that long. Why not? 186. What, yeah. what if you were still like? Still healthy, still moving around. Healthy like what? Like like, like I look like I'm 106? Like uh, autonomous, so you can do your thing. If you're okay. 186, man, you're not going to look like what we presume 186 would look like now. What, what if I was 186 but didn't age and I look like I, I did now? Oh, Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. I would be... I would, I would probably be worn out for just doing so much for 186 years. Yeah. Probably. Possibly. I don't know. Possibly. I mean, we might have way bigger capabilities mentally in the next 20, 30 years. Think about how much things have progressed since the 60s and the 50s. Yeah. Imagine how things are going to be when me and you are 50 and 60. Mm-hmm. I know, man. Like, and it's going way faster now than it was then. It really is. Rapid. You know, think yeah. about the, the difference between 2019 and 2009. Yeah, it's huge. It seems like it was yesterday. If you say 2009, it's like, okay, yeah, I just graduated high school. Holy shit, I graduated 10 years ago. (laughs) Right. So that's great. I mean, we didn't have a touchscreen phone. Oh, no, the, uh, what was it? Uh, It was like one of the first ones that came out. It was so shitty. So like the the iPhone was out in 2009. It was. There was nothing in Android that was like any good. It wasn't. There was one, 
maybe LG or Samsung was like the iPhone killer. There were so many iPhone what killers forever. Supposedly. Remember those, remember back before then those rumors? The rumor phones that like would flip up, that they would like slide up. This was I like 2007. It was like a sidekick. Okay. This was I like remember the 2000. Rumor. I don't know. This was like 2007. Yeah. Or so. Like it would like either slide up this way or slide vertical. I kind of remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I used to want one of those so bad. Yeah. Today I would throw that out the window. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I mean, you couldn't even use that today. Right. It wouldn't even fucking work. It, it wouldn't. And I, <laughs> and I know people that still have flip phones. My coach. My coach uh, from Warren Central, my defensive coordinator, he had a flip phone until 2015, and he's he might be 42. Like, come on, bro, get it together, get it together. Do you are you really interested in technology, or just kind of remember what you've seen in your life? I don't. So I I have learned a lot about like the history of technology. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about like since the 60s, and I mean we're talking like vacuum tubes and computers that are bigger than the size of this well, room. I think I'm I'm not particularly in interested in, in technology like that. I'm just I observe everything. Mm-hmm. I learn so much and I remember like my memory may be the best thing about my mind. So like different things like that. I was watching You got this. any tricks because I could use that my memories. Yes, I can. Let's hear it. Jim Quick. Really? Yes. Do you listen to Jim Quick? Um, I, I've listened to a little bit of him, but so he has a podcast called Quick Brain, K W I K mm-hmm. Brain. He talks about how to sharpen the mind. Basically, he talks about how to reach one hundred percent of your brain capacity. You know, people say that humans can, you know, get intact with one hundred percent of their brain right. capacity. Um, he talks about how to, like, in the first episode, is talking about how to remember things. So he's known for. Going out into an audience and remembering fifty people's names forward, like their first and last names forward, wow. and then he'll say it backwards. His mind is just at a wow. level like that's just crazy. He was like, "Okay, what if I told you I could I could tell you ten things, and within thirty seconds you could remember them back and forth?" I'm like, um, "Let me listen to what he's saying." He literally gave ten things, random, just random words, and said, "Okay." After he finished it, he said, "Okay, repeat that to me." He said, "How many did you get?" I personally have four. Yeah. He was like, okay, so like when you remember things in this way, like in a in a story or you do association, you do mm-hmm. this. He he told a, a one-minute story. He was like, okay, now tell me all the things I said. I literally said them yeah. like verbatim forward and backwards. Mm-hmm. So like his whole thing is just talking about how to sharpen the mind and things like that. So And I also play, play the game Elevate. The brain game? I was just going to ask you if you play any of those brain games. I had Lumosity. Yes. In fact, I think I still have that on like a Lumosity, credit Lumosity, what is that? So it was like the original brain game. Mm. So it was developed at Harvard. It was probably like 10 years ago when it first came mm-hmm. out. And I think I've had the subscription for like four or five years and haven't used so it. So basically they just four got like $400 from you and you didn't even know. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yep. May need a refund. Yep. Nah, it's all right. I mean, I, I try and get on there once in a while, but like mm-hmm. I've never, I've never done more than like a week straight. See, but they're fun. They, they, well, and challenging. They, so, like, what type of was it? Like, so, like, you would play games. I mean, just like you're talking about on your phones, you play mm-hmm. games, and you have to like notice patterns. You have to memorize uh, things that happen. You have to guess ahead and mm-hmm. do different things like that. There's like 
40 different games that you can play. Mm-hmm. And it's just all about the, you know, sharpening the interactions between your brain cells, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, along with, like, neuroplasticity, which is basically, like, laying the, the road work in your brain for the way mm-hmm. that you think and the, the, your brain connects with the rest of itself. That's huge. I, I'll definitely look into it. The, the app I was talking about, the Elevate, uh, Raymond Akil, uh, he put me on to that. Mm. He definitely, that, that changed me. Like so, I want to say it changed me. It definitely enhanced me mm-hmm. so much. Uh, just sharpening my mind, just thinking clearer. So with that, it has, uh, it it'll have a daily thing for you to play. I'm gonna pull it up right now. Yeah, yeah. So it give you like a schedule. Yeah. So like right now, it'll pull up. Okay, here's today's training. The training is ready. And is that free? What is that? Is that free? It, it is not. It's not. Okay. Um. So it has like the writing, the speaking, the reading, the math, mm-hmm. and things like that. So then it'll tell you your percentages, like in a percentile as it compares to everybody else that uses it. And it has probably like 50 different games or so, but it's it's fun. I, I used to do it in my daily routine, my morning routine. Um, so once I finally did get it on my phone within the first, after my first 45 minutes or so of not being on the phone, I will go play this game. So I like it. So, yeah, to build your memory. That's good. I mean, have you – so Jim Quick, does he have any books? Do you know? I I know he has a podcast. Know. I know he does a shit ton of stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. I don't know. if, And he's always that guy. So you, everybody that's listening has probably seen him drop like a paragraph and a half comment on some big influencer's page before. For sure. <laughs> For sure. And he's been so much in the media, more than I has even he? realized, like – he he used to help. He was contracted with like Will Smith and some other people like really? like twenty years ago to help them really? like like he helps actors remember their lines. You know what's like, wild is like a lot of these people like have been doing shit for a really 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 long time mm-hmm. and then they blow up all of a sudden. People think they just they just came out of nowhere. Right. Kinda like uh, Tim Grover like. People heard of Michael Jordan's trainer, but then whenever he came out with Relentless and then he finally started getting on social media, he just blew up. And I was like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, he right. actually was Michael Jordan's fucking trainer. And Michael Kobe. Jordan came into the NBA in 84. Mm-hmm. It's 2019. Like, come on now. So next time we're pissed we haven't gotten as far in the last five years as we wanted to. Got to remember that. For sure, for sure. And I'm glad that we're young and we're doing it now. <clears throat> So another thing that I got from David Meltzer when we were talking to him is I, I believe he said he was 51 or 52 mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and I'm thinking like the impact that I can have on people because not everybody is like us, meaning want to wanting to be, have a progressive mind and really learn from progressive thinkers or mm-hmm. other empowering thought leaders. So... I think once you get a taste of it, then you become somebody that just becomes consumed by it. That's what it, it is. I mean, let's be real. Like, it, it feels good to hear this stuff. It is in a way that I can't even explain. Um, like, for example, I never listened to podcasts before this year. I never – I read I read two books last year. Really? I read one book the year before. I've read 15 books this year so far. Nice. And it's just – like once, like you said, once you get that taste of knowledge, it just like opens your mind to just something like it's mm-hmm. just just crazy. I mean, and th- this is the type of things that I 
that I tried to get other people to because whether they realize it or not, this is the things that they need. Mm-hmm. These are the things that are going to help you bridge the gap in between where you are right now and achieving your dreams, all your goals, aspirations, and things like that. So mm-hmm. whether you realize it or not, you need it. Yeah, then like you you realize that your goals continue to move. As you, as you get closer to them, they continue to move out further and bigger. For sure. I've definitely For sure. That. And and they change. Yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of uh, ideas. Like I always say, I'm either in visionary mode or I'm in execution mode. It's usually mm-hmm. one or the other. Or I'm usually in execution mode most of the time, and I have visionary spurts yep. within there. But within that time... If I'm in visionary mode, I, I just said that I tell myself every day that I'm innovative all the time. So I can think of a lot of ideas, but it may be just being caught up in being vi- in visionary mode. And maybe that's not a good idea long term. So I've had a lot of ideas or goals. I've had a lot of goals that I had changed and more so that once I've gotten more purpose driven or mm-hmm. once my purpose has got like I've always well, I've known my purpose for about a year now, but once it gets more and more and more clear, everything is just aligned and mm-hmm. everything else is weeded out, whether it was kind of a good idea or whether I just, it just sound good or something like that. So uh, you mentioned, you know, vision mode versus ex- execution mode. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be one or the other? Obviously, I know you're in a different mindset when you're sitting down at the mm-hmm. computer and you're writing and you're doing work work is different sometimes than sitting in pie in the sky thinking, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite activities of all time. But do you do you go through long periods of times where you're just in one or the other, or do you just, are you talking daily? So as I have this thought, I'm, kind, I'm, I'm thinking two things. I'm thinking two things currently. Because I do believe you can be in visionary mode and in execution mode. I do believe that. Um, I've had a couple spurts when I felt like, I was more so in visionary mode, and I wasn't executing enough. I wasn't being as productive as I mm-hmm. needed to be. Um, I just felt kind of stagnant, but I was getting all these ideas, and you know, uh, well, ideas are energizing. They they are energizing, but a lot of the reason why I have inspired and empowered is because I can feel inspired, I can feel energized. But mm-hmm. now, what do I do with it? Right. Okay, I'm not in a execution mode enough. So to answer your question. I feel as though you can be in both, and this is a good segue into this. I'm scheduling my days, the way I schedule my days now as to where the visionary mode and execution mode isn't like a period of time of like weeks or so. I'm I'm controlling this throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So like in the morning, I'm in visionary mode or I have some time where I'm just not on my phone to where I'm just thinking or if I'm listening to music or something like that. Thoughts may just come. I'm I'm starting to learn how people get ideas and things like that. And I I play the drums. Sometimes I'll play the drums. They say when you play an instrument that that's one of the few times that you can turn your mind off. Like you're not thinking. It's something that just comes naturally. Like I mm-hmm. I can play the drums with my eyes closed and I think about okay this next set let me do this. I'm just flowing. Maybe I get ideas from there too. So I'm learning to schedule throughout the day time where I'm executing a time that I'm just I can free my mind and just think what about the times whenever I don't I'm sure you've had them where you are in both execution mode and visionary mode simultaneously and you are a god for three or four days straight you ever have those 
I'm in it right now as we speak. Yeah, that's great, man. <laughs> Literally, like, right right this second, right this second, like, I, I just left a, a meeting before to, to work on the marketing and um, working on the marketing of my Inspire and Empower series and then getting someone to possibly be a co-producer just to help with different content. You're not a co-producer, but a content creator mm-hmm. helping me with that a little bit. And I'm just in the mode right now of I'm definitely executing. I'm the most productive today than I've ever been in my life. And it's progressed more and more throughout this year. And it's been a substantial growth within the past three weeks. Like, just huge. I'm way more productive today than I've ever been. So, with that being said, I'm also getting ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm also getting these visions. And not all. it's just working together. Yeah. And not only that, it hasn't been a few days. It's really been like... It's just been hitting really? every day, just hitting every day. Nice. So I'm just trying to, like you said, have reflection to like understand what it is to make things click right now. So if I'm ever in the position that you know something just doesn't feel right, okay, mm-hmm. let me at least go back to what my routine was. What was it when I felt that way? It's so. always because it, it always happens like that too. Like just snap of a finger where you're just. You're cruising along. I'm not putting this. I'm not projecting mm. this on you. I hope this doesn't come up. Okay. But you're cru- you're cruising along, and then all of a sudden you're like not where you were like a, a week ago. And you're like, what in the hell happened? I, like Yo, I didn't realize I changed anything. See, and that's and that's in the mode th- that I was talking about. Um, I went through the period of time when I was just in visionary mode. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm not getting anything done because I know that. I mean, I can have all this knowledge in the world, but what's I mean Jim Quick always says that knowledge is not power. Amen. Knowledge is potential power. Yep. So like I just have a lot of stuff in my mind. I'm not powerful right now. I'm just a learner, but I need to learn and do. So I don't like being in those modes. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean it doesn't feel good because like not. you you have this ecstasy of like pure just like you're putting out your art form into the world and you're killing it. <sighs> And you then all key. of a sudden it's gone. Right. You know, I mean, you know, it'll come back, but it just sucks that it's gone for a minute. Right. So there's this book, and you're probably going to thank me after you read this. It's called wow. Mastery. I'm going to edit it. By to my Robert books. Green. And it basically it talks about how we end up with people like Leonardo da Vinci and Charles Darwin and these people that are just like masters of their craft. So they the the premise of this is when you become a master, and it's a lot to do with the 10,000-hour rule, when you become a master, you're in that mode 24-7, 365. You see things that other people don't see. You connect things that other people can't connect. And you create things that nobody's ever seen before. I'm soaking this in. <laughs> I'm soaking this in. I, need, I needed this. I added that to my book list. I needed this. I'm telling you, it's that book was so. He's one of my favorite authors. He's like super historical, and yeah. then Forty Eight Laws of Power is crazy. Oh man, I've listened to it a hundred times. That's the longest book I've ever listened to in my it's entire long. life. Did you go yeah. over the the full version or the abridged version? Uh, let me. See. I believe it's the full version, whichever is twenty four hours. Yeah, twenty four hours. Man, I was like on dude, the dot. On his the dot uh, his most recent one, The Laws of Human Nature, is like thirty thirty one hours. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> This is a great example. This is a great example. Okay. I talked about making the small decisions, and I just had a halo moment, okay? Because I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm not going to read that. 
now I have to add it to my book list. Like that's <laughs> going into the discipline piece of it. I, I don't I don't feel like reading the or listen to a book that's thirty one hours. But now I'm, now I'm gonna add it to my book list right now. So what's the name of that again? Laws of Human Nature. So he wrote thirty eight laws or I'm sorry forty eight laws of power, mm-hmm. which is an all time great book. Everybody mm-hmm. should read. It sounds kind of fucked up. You're talking about power, and it just sounds a lot worse than it is. You need to read it. Absolutely. Um, 33 Strategies of War. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Not my favorite of his. The, laws um, of sedu- the Art of Seduction. Art of Seduction was his next one. Mm-hmm. That was probably my least favorite, or no, second to least favorite out of all of his books. So should I read it? You should still read it, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I would say still read it. And then The 50th Law, I thought that was garbage. It was Robert Greene and 50 Cent. It was just basically oh, the whole time talking about, about just don't be fearful and everything will go well for you. It's like, oh, well, that makes sense. Just be bold and life turns out great. Those are two opposite spectrum people. Oh, yeah. The whitest guy you know and then, like, a dude that's been through a lot of shit. Yeah. Shot nine times in the face. Yeah. Like, right in the face, too, man. That's crazy. I don't know how he's alive. That's why he's so rude. <laughs> that's why he's doing so mean. 50 Cent might be the, the meanest person yeah. on earth. I wouldn't say that, but yeah, there's probably yeah, that might be a little much, but still, <laughs> right? I know what you're going for. Um, oh shit! So, brother, I gotta wrap this up. Okay. I'm sorry, I got a call in two minutes with a client. So, man, this has been hit the fun. Meter. Yeah, dude, we'll come back at another time. This was I had a lot of this went by really fast. It did. It did. Anything you want to leave the people with? Anything I want to leave the people with. I know, it's uh, I, kinda, I didn't even get it, give you a chance to prepare for it. No, it, it's okay. I, I do this. I literally do this for a living. But what I would definitely say is it's all about the productivity, like you said before. Um, and it's all into the quote that I said to begin with. Since the person that I want to become is learnable and attainable, since I can learn how to become the person that I want to be, since I know that whatever I want to achieve is attainable, what am I doing to learn the skills and be able to attain the person, the skills I want to have uh, and the person I want to become. And then on the flip side of that, okay, what am I doing? And since I understand that if I'm not there, there's something that I don't know, it's turned into being a student. Me being a student has changed my life, changed my life. Like I said, I hadn't read 15 books in my entire life. I've read 15 books this year. This has been the greatest year of my life. Or just just learning, just having conversations like this, like following people like you, um, just just surrounding yourself by people of that nature. But I'll leave it there because, as you can see, I, I can go on a rant forever. But we will continue this next time. Amen, man. It was great to have you on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, if you haven't already, find Josh on Instagram. What's your What's your handle? My Instagram is J Posley underscore. That's J. P-O-S-L-E-Y underscore on Instagram and on Twitter. It's a good, it's a good follow. You'll uh, be inspired pretty much every day. That, that is the goal. That's the purpose. It's also a hashtag, inspire and empower. So you can follow that as well. Right on. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. See you. La, la, yeah. la, la, wait till I get my money right.